set the tone. Polished to a gleam and surrounded by posh leather chairs, it spelled confidence, professionalism, and prosperity. Bring us your problem, that table said, and we will solve it without breaking a sweat. And if the room and the table weren't enough to convince a prospective client that Marchand, Riley, and White were all that— Then the million-dollar view of the Manhattan skyline through the forty-foot-wide glass wall would drive the point home. Who could argue with that kind of success? Maddie's new client stood gazing out at that view, his back to the door, one hand in the pocket of his expensively cut trousers, the other holding a sleek cell phone to his ear. Through that phone, Maddie heard a woman's tinkling laughter. He responded in rapid Italian. Not that Maddie understood a word of it. Her Italian began and ended with ordering risotto in Little Italy. But she'd had a short fling with a gorgeous Italian waiter, and she recognized the rhythm of the language. It was the sound of sweaty sex. Clearing her throat to announce their presence earned her a wintry glance from Adriana. But the man ignored them utterly. Maddie crossed her arms and looked him up and down with an affronted eye. He was tall, over six feet, and she put his weight at a lean 190. Broad through the shoulders, narrow at the hips, he bore himself like an athlete, graceful and relaxed. As if he wasn't standing six scant inches from thin air, sixty stories above Fifth Avenue. Though he claimed to know her, She couldn't place him by the sliver of his face reflected in the glass, or by the sleek black hair curling over his collar. Too long for Wall Street, not long enough for the Italian soccer team. Everything about him, his clothes, his bearing, his flagrant arrogance, screamed rich, confident, and entitled. He must be mistaken about her, she decided, because she honestly didn't know anyone like him, And given his casual assumption that his time was more important than theirs, she didn't want to. She held it together for as long as she could, tapping her foot, biting her tongue. But as the grandfather clock in the corner ticked into the fifth long minute of silent subservience, her patience ran out. She uncrossed her arms and reached for the doorknob. I don't have time for this shit. Adriana's hand shot out and clamped her arm. Suck it up, Madeline, she gritted through her teeth. Why should I? Why should you? Under normal circumstances, Adriana had zero tolerance for disrespect. So why was she putting up with this guy's bullshit? Flinging a resentful look at the mystery man, Maddie didn't bother to lower her voice. This guy doesn't know me, because seriously, if he did, he'd know I wouldn't stand here burning daylight while he talks dirty to his girlfriend. Oh, yes, you will, Adriana hissed. She released Maddie's arm but caught her eyes. You'll stand on your head if he says so. He could mean millions for this firm. The man in question chose that moment to end his call. Casually, unhurriedly, he slipped the phone in his pocket. Then he turned to face them. Maddie's heart stopped. Her lips went icy. Adriana started to speak, but he cut her off his vaguely European accent smoothing the edge from his words. Thank you, Adriana. Now give us the room. Without a word, Adriana nodded once and left them alone, closing the door softly behind her.
His complete attention came to rest on Maddie, a laser beam disguised as cool condescension. Her blood, which had gone cold, now boiled up in response, pounding her temples, hammering out a beat called unresolved fury, frustrated objectives, justice denied. You son of a bitch, she snarled. How dare you claim an acquaintance with me? He smiled, a deceptively charming curve of the lips meant to distract the unwary from eyes so intensely blue and so penetratingly sharp that they might otherwise reveal him as the diabolical felon he was. Miss St. Clair. Her name sounded faintly exotic on his tongue. Surely you don't deny that we know each other. Oh, I know you, Adam Lacroix. I know you should be doing 10 to 15 in Leavenworth. His lips curled.